Well, hello and welcome to an all-new episode of The Transfix Take On. I'm your host, Jenny Ruiz, and today I'm joined by Lucas Schorer, president and co-founder of Kestrel Insights, and I'm particularly excited about our discussion because he's taking on a new standard to geofencing for the modern supply chain. Welcome, Lucas. Hi, Jenny. No, I appreciate you having me. Um, like we were just chatting before the show, I uh, got back after a long international flight, so it's good to jump back into things and uh, get back into the industry, so thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming. I'm super excited about today's conversation because it's the first time that we're tackling geofencing on the Transfix Take On. But while we do that, let's set the stage for a bit here. So for those who may not understand, there are quite a lot of intricacies that are around uh, geofencing. Can you elaborate and give us some context before we get started? Yeah, definitely. Um, So you're right. There's a lot of different applications to geofencing. Uh, very, very common in a marketing sense. I get Instagram ads for dog collars you can do geofencing with, keep your dog in the yard. The The most common thing you need to know, though, across the board is it's it's simply a virtual boundary anywhere on Earth. And what, what we look at specifically in our industry and what I'm sure we'll dive in today is how geofencing is used to automate tracking. So that's kind of the basis, but um, tons of value in the industry and a lot of cool things that we're, we're working on today. So. Well, let's get right into that. I'd love to hear from your perspective and what you've, you know, sort of the the need for uh, Kestrel Insights. What did you identify as sort of the biggest challenges shippers and carriers face when it comes to geofencing and and also pinpointing exact locations mm-hmm. to meet APIs for on-time delivery and on-time pickup? Yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting to see the way geofencing specifically or just really the way data products kind of uh, how they come to fruition in different industries often on the coattails of these really cool really innovative SaaS solutions and so you know i don't hear this word as much i feel like anymore but over the last couple of years that whole idea of digital transformation digital transformation i feel like we all got beat to death with that word but yeah, we sure um, did. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that rush of kind of SaaS solutions to the space just building on um, just, just a lot of the insights with the ELD and everything. And so what often happens is as SaaS kind of hits this gold rush, data products can't have the opportunity to come in behind and continue to allow these SaaS tools to drive more and more value out of their original mission statement and just continue to power them in ways that, you know, as a SaaS tool, if you're focused on X, Y, and Z, data product can often help you kind of cover the gaps in areas you're not as focused on or not, um, you know, maybe as, 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 as professional in or, or, or well-versed in. And so we okay. saw that as a huge asset with location data and geofencing for, for the supply chain with tracking and visibility and telematics, just this huge explosion, you know, how accurate and automated geofencing was, was really overlooked, but extremely valuable in a ton of these tools. And so that was kind of the catalyst for us and and where we saw an opportunity to kind of fit this funky little data niche but um, really bring a standard and kind of a centralized data tool to the space that that hadn't really been there so it's funny that you mentioned uh digital transformation because a lot of so i you know 10 years ago uh or seven years ago rather when i started at this company i would always hear our brokers argue with (laughs) subscribers like we promise if you if you um if you download our app we will not stalk you we will not (laughs) on your off time and so forth and there's been this growing i think apprehension especially amongst the the veteran drivers out there um for you know 
against that kind of technology. So I'm curious to know, does Kestrel Insights take into account things like, you know, um, breaks, time off the road, running empty? I only bring this up because, you know, I've heard our brokers speak about this constantly mm -hmm. and I, even to this day, I still hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, it's, well, A, it's a very fair, in, you know, it's a very fair concern of, hey, if you, with this opening of location data and often people kind of running at the speed of light and saying, okay, where where is this all going? Where are you actually tracking all this stuff? So I understand the apprehension. Yeah. For for first of all, for Kestrel Insights, we have no we have no impact on when and where you're tracked. Our goal is to just bring a higher level of accuracy to where tracking is important for different companies. So where they choose to do that, nothing on our side. But what we do see is as a as a business owner, someone who like let's say is involved in this tracking that might push into areas where driver people say, Hey, that's on my brakes or that's off the clock. Why are you pushing into there? As a business owner, they're not, they don't care what you're doing at that time. What, what's often a solution for is inaccuracies in areas where they want to be tracking and they, they have the right to be tracking, like when you're dropping off or picking up and something like that. And what happens is, is frustrations around inaccuracies there. And so it's like, Hey, let's just track everything, get as many data inputs as inputs as we can. And then, and then try and figure it out. So what we often see is nail it where you know it's valuable and really get the accurate tracking where it's important. So you don't need to kind of try and push these boundaries in areas where you get pushback from your team or things like that. Because it, it's important that everyone's on the same page and comfortable with what's going on because any kind of animosity is just going to create friction in the business in general. So um, that's kind of what we see is that off the clock or break time or, or things like that. Yeah. You know, you, um, when we initially spoke, you showed me some awesome screens that show the difference <laughs> between circular geofencing versus your polygon geofencing. So how big of an impact can that make when it comes down to the accuracy reporting for shippers and drivers? Yeah, it's so kind of taking a step back, like when you, you know, the, the concept of geofencing, what's going on there today and where do we kind of fit? And that might help kind of speak to that a little bit as well. So we didn't invent geofencing, been around plenty, plenty long. Um, what we're looking at is how do we automate this as a, as a concept and how do we bring a high level of accuracy and standardization to geofencing? So today you can automate it with circles, dump a bunch of addresses into an API and just draw a radius around those points. Um, or you can manually draw polygons for the exact parcel boundaries for locations that you want. Um, the problem with circles are the inaccuracies like you speak to there around the timestamps that these geofences are delivering. So geofences pretty much deliver three timestamps, arrival time, departure time, and time spent on site. Mm -hmm. And what the biggest solution that we see that we are bringing to the table is your level of confidence as a business in those timestamps. If you're making decisions on arrival, departure, and stuff like that, how confident are you in that those times are accurate? And right. so circular geofences really, really create a lot of shadow of doubt when you're making business decisions on that. So polygons are great, but very, very manual. So our our solution allows you to kind of dump an address, a POI list like Walmarts or Home Depots or stuff like that into a database and get back those geofences. So that the accuracy is really, really important for like I mentioned, those three timestamps and, and the, the decisions they influence downstream for a company. And mm -hmm. that's where we see kind of our impact is really at the beginning there, but just a, such a wide array of the impact those 
the butterfly effect that has on kind of downstream operations. So talk to me more about what, what the benefits are, because I it, obviously there's a lot more accuracy that's involved with polygon geofencing. Mm -hmm. What other benefits um, can you can you relate to our listeners when it comes down to the difference between circular and polygon? Mm -hmm. Well, you guys, have, your audience, especially Transfix, has, is really interesting with kind of a carrier shipper split, because when we first got into this, it was almost exclusively with the carrier focus, kind of the, who is the consumer of a geofence? Who is actually using a geofence to automate tracking? And that's someone who's drawn on their telematics or in their visibility, or it's often the, the carrier um, tracking their assets. And so that's one side of the coin in terms of kind of the value of it. But then what we saw too was for the shippers, how they are in very much of a need of kind of a, a hub and spoke model to make sure that the geofence for their location is it is it is really gives them an opportunity to kind of create a single source of truth for everyone coming to their site. So for the carriers, it gives them the ability to know where things are and accurately depict when assets arrived, departed, and all that stuff. But then for the when they want to now communicate that information to the shippers, the shippers now have a have kind of a, uh, they have a value add there as well now because they want to make sure, hey, if I've got a hundred different carriers coming to me, what geofences are you using? What, what, is, what is this data based on? If you want to work together to optimize arrival and departure and dwell and all that stuff, let's make sure first what we're talking about is accurate and then we can now make decisions that benefit both of us. So the geofence is a really interesting kind of meeting point for a lot of these people in the industry because it's the same no matter what where you're coming from, whether you're the shipper, where you're the carrier, but it kind of benefits you benefits you in all these in different ways. So it's an interesting kind of meeting point for a data product that um, we found really really interesting. Can I just can I geek out for a second with you because yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, time is it is such a pain point for drivers that are waiting around just for you know for one reason or another whether it's inefficient uh, distribution centers or facilities. Mm -hmm or because there's just, you know, a lack of personnel, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry, I got, I'm getting excited here because how no, often is it that you speak to a company where you're able to show them those inefficiencies in their reporting and then have their operations change so that they're improving their relationships with drivers? Yeah, it's, um, it's a really interesting question because what we well a good use case we saw was at a home depot in um, i think it was in kansas city yeah. and they right across the street i think it was less than a quarter mile quarter to a half mile or something like that was a loves travel stop and so they they were using two mile radius geofences because that was just what their system automatically spit out they had never really looked on a map of what that was what did that look like when you truly put two mile radius on a map it's a huge boundary yeah. and so what they what they were what kind of created the catalyst for the use case and diving into it and was they were getting these incredible detention reports of like eight, nine hours or something ridiculous. And so frustration back at headquarters, both now, Hey, is this something going on with the driver? Are they going to the right spot? Are they lost? Is this frustration with the, uh, with the shipper is home Depot backed up or what's going on here? Yeah. So it creates not animosity, but it, it creates a little bit of negativity from the start. I'm just trying to figure out where's the problem and, and, and that inherent finger pointing, which you want to avoid from the first place. So yes, it goes back to the driver. They start talking to everyone. What they found was that geofence was so large, it was it was covering a love's travel stop. So the driver was pulling in, filling up on gas, resetting their clock, then going to their appointment, everything happening normally. 
but yeah. back at HQ, it just looks like um, it looks like uh, it was all happening on site. Yeah. So in terms of that relationship with the driver, it's not because we get we get a lot of questions around. Well, we get pushback from drivers around that tracking, like you mentioned, on time or off or on hours or off hours, and mm-hmm. and are we just are we watching their every move now? And I'm a firm believer in there's inherent in the world and people are doing what they're supposed to do. No one's looking to create problems. And so it's not used to call you out on what you're doing wrong, but more prove what you're doing right. And, and, and provide a more accurate look at what a driver's doing. Cause if they're going to, if you're going to track a driver anyways with a geofence, you might as well, you, then it's beneficial for the driver that you're doing it accurately because it, it, it will communicate the right story. Because if you're just, if you're creating these issues and bad data, it just doesn't tell the right story. And so that's what we found is so interesting with data is I'm not here to, like, I'm not here to claim that, Hey, this geofence is going to solve detention, but the geofence will tell the right story to support solutions for detention. So that's kind of how we look at it and where we see whether it's benefits of your relationship with drivers, with shippers, whoever it is, you got to start with the right story um, to be able to solve the right problem. Especially in this type of a market where it's, you know, it's a soft market, you know, drivers are, are, are have not been benefiting from uh, the best rates for, you know, maybe over a year. So having that accuracy, I think, is so important, especially because it does help with partnerships down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're spot on. And um, you talk, you know, the changes in the markets, it's geofencing or they're one of the biggest things is just there to help you automate tracking so instead of a broker picking up the phone doing those check calls trying to see okay when did you get there when did you leave it, it helps automate that process so you can do more with less people less resources and things like that so in, in times like this it just can it can allow you as a company to continue to deliver high levels of you know, customer satisfaction, whether it's around just communication or reporting or whatever it is, with mm-hmm. sometimes fewer resources. And so, again, it comes back to that confidence of because we have people say, "Hey, well, I've got telematics. Why do I also need a geofence?" Because right. the telematics just gives you that blue dot on the map. You, you either got to sit there and watch it and truly see when it got to Home Depot, or you can use the geofence across that load plus fifty others to track it at the same time. So it helps you kind of optimize existing resources, do more with less, all that stuff that, you know, everyone wants to, wants to claim they can do. So speaking of, uh, you know, I'm curious to know how this will help carriers and drivers get paid faster. Uh, you know, especially with detention pay. I know we talked a little, we broached the subject a bit, but I'm curious to know if it is something that does happen as a result of the, of, uh, these insights. Yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously, Convoy is a hot topic in the news. You know, they had a really incredible kind of initiative around automated detention pay and how, mm-hmm. you know, they will they were they were kind of pushing how quickly that could turn around and how how they could kind of cut cut a lot of time out of that that back and forth and around detention payout. So that's a really interesting concept because they're basically or they were basically taking, you know, the assumption of, hey, all right, we can accurately tell what happened here. So we're confident that detention did occur and payment is owed. We just have to get to that point. So we'll pay out and then we'll, we'll get to that point of, of kind of proving it with the shipper or whatever else needs to happen. Yeah. So that's a really interesting way that geofencing can support more products like that and concepts like that. Of If you can hedge the bet of, hey, I have this, again, back to that idea of confidence. I have a incredibly high level of confidence in what truly happened here. I've got the data to prove it. We'll get to that payout eventually, but let's, you know, let's help the drivers sooner and upfront. So 
that's a really interesting way that we see kind of geofencing helping support kind of payments and invoicing in general. Um, but again, it, it's, it's just back to the confidence of what happened and allowing either people to make decisions quicker, cut out back and forth, or kind of almost pay out up front and get to the end result later, but just confidence in what happened, what's going on and things like that. Um, not to point out wrong or right, sure. but just, just get to get to that solution quicker, you know, in a very B2B world, it's just, Hey, let's, we, we all want to get back to what we do and what we do best, what makes our businesses money. Yeah. When we need to collaborate as third parties, let's make sure that's as quick as possible, high level of confidence and keep moving. So, and talk to me about how easy this integration is with, you know, uh, TMSs and, you know, other native apps that drivers and, and, and shippers might be using uh, as well on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of an interesting, it gets in a little bit of kind of our growth as a, as a company almost too, because when we first started, it was we were we were talking to carriers and things like that and and because they were like hey that's that's the direct value for the geofence and they'd be like hey great love the geofencing love the automation let's 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 do it i'm like okay well, where do we need to put the geofences now and they're like yeah. <laughs> well it's in, it's in this SaaS tool or this product or this platform it's like oh, okay we need we need to we need to really collaborate with the SaaS tools first to get the geofences where where they're being used today so for the first part of kind of the company it was um you know partnering with logistics technology platforms because they had the apis they had the databases they had the users of the geofences um so that was kind of first but then what we've now grown into is building the integrations ourselves into the telematics into the visibility players because these SaaS tools are so great about opening up their api endpoints so hey we focus on this set as our company we understand that there's a huge range of other things that our customers love to do that we don't maybe cover so let's make these open api endpoints and you guys can now take advantage of them motive is a great example big telematics partner they've got a, uh, a geofence api endpoint where on motive you can draw geofences but you can't automate them hmm. we built we built a an integration we're in their marketplace so now you can if you're a motive user you just click you know, I want to download Kestrel Insights and you can now fully automate geofencing on that platform. So our goals now are really to anywhere you're using geofencing, if 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 there's an opportunity for us to build an integration for you, we'll do it. We'll get geofences where you need them. We're not really a um, like I kind of talked about very. We are SaaS agnostic. We're not looking to change any tools you're using today, wherever you're using geofencing today. We want to bring our solution there and just automate it for you, bring a higher level of accuracy. So. We hate the word integration. We really, we try to make it more of like almost a data plugin. We're not looking yeah. to sell you on geofencing. A lot of our customers or almost all of them are, hey, we're using geofencing. We just, we see the value in automating and having a higher level of accuracy. So we hope the integration, if, or not even that word, but that data plugin okay, is, is there as go. seamless as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that, and that also takes away the pressure. I think and the word integration is is a little daunting, especially when you're, you know, trying to figure out like, is this something that, that we need? It's like how, but how long, that's why I asked, how long is the integration? And I love how seamless it, it seems to be. Now, not only that, what I also love about this solution is that it really provides the supply chain with this opportunity for a new standardization, which, mm -hmm. you know, across the industry in an area that seems to be the most untouched. Yeah. Uh, so when did you realize that there was a need for this? Like, can you share a bit about your background and experience in the industry? And when you thought, I've got this great solution? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting 
kind of question because there's kind of a couple of the thing, different things that come to when people say a standard in data, standard for X or F standard for whatever it is. And there's two things. There's the standard in kind of the formatting, like, okay, this is how this polygon geofence is going to be communicated in kind of a text format so it can be ingested all these different things. There's that standard. And then there's the standard that we really look at of the geofence itself related to that physical point on earth. So what we really believe in the standard that's missing is not in the data formatting, but in the actual location data. So if you have a Home Depot, you've got a Walmart, there should just be one geofence for that location, no matter what you're using it for, where you're putting it. The standard comes from one geofence for one location. There shouldn't be a bunch of different circles or different radiuses or different polygons that people drew. Really and truly a standard for one location, one geofence. And that's where a lot of the value comes from shippers to this platform for us is, or not for us, but for them is around using us as kind of a hub and spoke model for, hey, this is the geofence that I want to make sure everyone's using. Because if you're going to use this geofence to send us notifications around arrival or dwell, we just want to know that we can own it or we can make sure it's right and all that. So that's kind of the really interesting thing about the standard. And then what was kind of the catalyst for us was just really seeing and talking to people around the incredible manual effort it was to draw these geofences. And not only that, I talked to one person, they're like, yeah, we got these big shippers, whether it's Walmart or Home Depot's or whatever, we're drawing them. And I go talk to someone else, and they're like, we're drawing the same ones. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just a very clear, it was such a very clear issue. And we were uniquely positioned where being SaaS agnostic, not having a dog in the fight when it comes to telematics or load boards or whatever, allows us to truly be that standard because if we're going to set out on this mission of, of automating and bringing a high level of accuracy to geofencing and being a standard, we, we got to stay true to that. Because if I all of a sudden want to be like, yeah, I want to get in the visibility game or telematics, I'm now inherently as a competitive advantage, not going to open up my data to maybe other people that could be my competitors in this new space. And you start to chip away at the value that you really spoke to in terms of having data standards. So I think that's what makes us really uniquely positioned and um, kind of was some of the catalyst around seeing this problem and seeing an opportunity to just build a company around kind of a funky little data niche. So, I mean, and you nailed it because hearing the story of uh, Home Depot and Loves is really wild. <laughs> Something that like I honestly was not expecting. And then I remember the story when we first spoke because I can't imagine how often that happens. So if you're not quite sold, I advise you rewind and listen for that <laughs> story because that in and of itself is enough to make you understand how many uh how many inefficiencies happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at distribution centers uh at facilities definitely definitely yeah it's um it whether it's that case that's kind of a use case of a geofence capturing too much and then there's also the cases of like we see a ton of just in really dense areas where there's businesses next to each other all across the board and so you get all these just funky arrival departure what's going on and so yeah it's it's really incredible and i think it, our goal is anywhere you're using geofencing today, you know, we have customers with warehouses, shipper facilities, embassies, border crossings, toll roads all across the world that they've come to us for geofencing and in ways we never even imagined. So if you have any application for geofencing, reach out. You know, we're always interested to see what people are doing. We might be doing something already in that area um, because our, our, our approach of automation and accuracy 
automation, meaning we don't want you drawing a single thing and accuracy being, it needs to be polygon based and truly communicating the boundaries of what you're looking for. That's the same for us, no matter what the application is. Um, it's just kind of the end use cases are incredibly different, which is really, really cool to see. Such as the supply chain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very different exactly. no matter what company you speak with. Um, <laughs> this was an incredibly enlightening conversation on geofencing. I'm so happy that you came on today to talk about Castrol Insights and what you offer, because I think it is truly a game changer in our industry. Um, that said, so for those of you who are looking to learn more, you can visit Kestrel Insights at K-E-S-T-R-E-L insights.com. Thank you so much, Lucas. Thank you, Jenny. Appreciate you having me. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.